You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to the Gastroenteritis Blues. My name, for the 100th time, maybe not, because I think I missed at least one of these, is Steve Littman. Uh, I thought we would do it without you. I'm just saying. You did BLG without me one time. We did one, and it was not good. Well, uh, my name is Steve Littman. I'm joined, as always, uh, by my good friends, Dan Volpone and Emily Cannell for episode 100. I ask both of you, starting with Emily, the most Gentile in the bunch. How has your Christmas weekend been going? Tell me the highlight. How has your Christmas weekend been going? Um, my Christmas weekend has been good. It hasn't been anything crazy. Just visiting with family and such. The highlight of my weekend was I got to give my parents this like book of wedding photos. I made them and they really liked it. So That's great. And you received a wonderful gift that you publicized. <laughs> I did. Are you drinking from it at this no, moment? No, I'm not having any coffee right now. I'll save it for the morning. But I did okay. I did receive a beautiful gastro blues mug from my dad. He made it. So I wouldn't be surprised if he makes you guys ones either. So if I ask you for your address in the near future, you know why. Come on. Would be great. Would be great. <laughs> um, Dan, did you guys uh, do anything for Christmas this weekend? I know you're half uh, non-Jewish. I don't know exactly what denomination the non-Jewish is, but... You can fill us in on that if you please. Uh, yeah, separation right. of church and state, uh, whatever you want to do, whatever you're comfortable with. Uh, what, yeah. Did you do uh, anything here this weekend for Christmas? My dad's family's Catholic. Got it. Uh, so we saw, well, well, so we saw his family on Christmas Eve and then Christmas night. And then Christmas morning, we always do, uh, we always do Christmas brunch with the Jews. So we saw, um, actually my mom's, like my cousins and aunt and uncle on my mom's side were in Florida, but we had brunch with my grandparents, my mom's parents on Christmas morning. And so I got to see a lot of my family. So it was nice. It was very good. Yeah. Did you have any, did you receive many gifts? Did you receive anything in particular that you'd like to shout out? I got a new winter coat, which I needed. It's really nice. I knew I was getting it, but I'm still very excited to get it. It's very warm. So, uh, Thank you, mom and dad. Awesome. Merry Christmas, one and all, to our listeners. If we have any non-Jew listeners, I guess, uh, especially for Emily, Emily's fans, I don't, I certainly have a very specialized market, but uh, for you guys, maybe a few. What did you do um, this weekend, Steve? 
you know, Emily, I'm glad you asked. Um, I was mainly here. Uh, Gabrielle and I were here. We watched some movies. We, but today, you know, we were supposed to go upstate this weekend and then uh, to see Gab's family. And then today, her parents came uh, down to Astoria and we saw her brother and we exchanged some, some belated Hanukkah gifts. And we did that. And uh, Gab's brother got me a coffee grinder. So I will now have beans and make my own espresso and coffee, which I'm excited about. And uh, I got some some leisure wear, which is nice and uh, good stuff. Good, good. You can presents. put the coffee in the mug when I send you one. Exactly. I'm very excited about that. I would. Is it dishwasher safe? I think so it? because I my dad has also made me a call. I'm already travel, assuming that I'm getting one of these. <laughs> a travel tumbler with Joel Embiid's face Ooh. on it. He's made me that in the past, and I put that in the dishwasher, and it's fine. So Amazing. I think we're good to go. Yeah, love it. You have a dishwasher well, in your apartment? I do. It's one of like the because we live in Queens, so we have a bit more space. But you don't have laundry. No, down the block. Mm. Yeah. I also have a dishwasher, but I just didn't think people in New York have them. No, it's it's generally one of the things that you don't have when you live in New York. Yeah, I have lived in places where you don't have that. One time I looked at an apartment and it had either a stove or an oven, but not both. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That you, you live in some real shitholes here, big time. Crazy. Yep. The Sixers, there's not a ton to talk about uh, this week, but we'll, we'll talk about whatever there is. So the Sixers played three games this week. They won at Boston with a really tremendous Embiid uh, end of the game stretch there. Then they lost a real gross game uh, 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 against Atlanta at home that Emily was at. Couldn't <laughs> see it though, so it's fine. Couldn't see it, couldn't see a thing. Uh, and then we were recording this post game. The Sixers won uh, by close to 20 points, if not exactly 20 points. Uh, in Washington, a very nice game where Embiid got Montrezl Harrell thrown out of the game and just a classic Embiid sequence. We can start talking about Washington. I'm unsure uh, if Dan watched the game. Dan, did you watch the game? I did watch the game. Okay. I feel like you're into football today. And I'm not- I am very into football today. I missed some parts of the game, but I saw almost all of the game. Like I was flipping back and forth, but I saw mostly symptoms. So we can start. We can just get the Washington game out of the way. Uh, Joel looked really good in this game uh, from the start. He was getting to his spot, just absolutely brutalizing Daniel Gafford up and down the court. By the end of the game, he came back in in the fourth quarter, like around the seven-minute mark, and just beat the shit out of this guy. And Montrez Harrell is the kind of player that Joel knows exactly what to do with. Like, Montrez Harrell just runs on emotion, and Joel knows exactly what to do with that guy. Like, um, that guy goes on emotion, talks a lot of shit, and he tried to flop on Embiid, and then Embiid went right after him, and he grabbed his jersey, and Embiid was stone-faced the whole time, and they got entangled, and Embiid sort of put his arms up, and then Harold scored on the other end, Joel scored an N1, and screamed near him, and then Harold pushed him, got teed up, and Joel was doing his, like, throw him out of here thing. I mean- Joel also did, uh, like, he- did a throw him out like very stone faced. And then he turned away from the rap, but the camera was on him and he smiled so big. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like It was amazing. Joe's like, this is what I fucking do, man. Like you're not going to win at this. Like I piss people off all the time. Like, uh, first of all, I'm so much better than you. Like uh, you're not better than me. So you're not going to win at this. Like uh, I can hit jumpers. I can, I can finish through contact. Like it's just not going to happen. It was great. I was happy to see a really good Joel game. The game against Boston was really good. The Atlanta game sucked. Um, 
But another really good Joel game. He scored uh, – I have the stats here in a second here. But, uh, Emily, what did you think of this uh, game from Joel and, and the Harrell exchange uh, in particular? Yeah, it was a really good Joel game. It was really weird. So I was driving home from Harrisburg for the first half of the game. And so until I got close enough to Philly to put 97.5 on, I had to listen to the Washington broadcast on like the satellite radio. And number one, no, I mean, no digs at the Washington play-by-play announcer, even though this is a dig, but he's not very good. He's real boring. But he was saying like, oh, this is why Joel Embiid has become a problem. And I was like, dude, this guy's been a problem his entire <laughs> career. Like, I don't know who you're kidding, but like, this man has always been a problem. And then finally, I was like in Philadelphia territory and I could put on Tom McGinnis and it was much better. But yeah, I was at home for the Harold thing, which was made me really excited. I like just got home. I live for a basketball scuffle. We haven't um, had one in a while, right? I know. It's like a Christmas gift. It was great. Um, so I really, I really enjoyed it. So Joel had 36 uh, on 12 of 17 from the floor, 10 of 11 from the line, 14 rebounds. He was a plus 25 uh, in this game. Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, Dan, any other thoughts? And, uh, you know, we should, we should acknowledge, and we talk a little bit more about it later, overall a good week from Tobias Harris, who could have really used one. He was very good in this game, and he was very good against Boston. I think mainly everybody was bad against Atlanta. Um, but, uh, yes, Tobias, two good games this week. Um, and, uh, yeah, he was, he, was, he was good in this one. And... Uh, a good game from Maxi. I thought I don't I don't I don't have his numbers in front of me, but he played under control, and I thought his passing was good. And the Sixers starters uh, overall tonight it was the starters uh, minus Danny Green, who's uh, in protocols now. Uh, he caught COVID. He's he's vaccinated and boosted, so hopefully he's not out too long. But uh, he has COVID right now. Dan, any any other thoughts on this game? No, I mean, I'm also very excited that the guy making $35 million was able to finally have a week where he had a good game in more than half the games. I think that's great. Yeah. Um, I think that's, I think that's phenomenal. Uh, great guy, like everyone loves to say. So that's, that's really good. Um, whatever. Congrats, congrats to Tobias. He had a good week finally. Uh, hopefully he's getting over COVID because I'm sure that, I'm sure that was holding him back a bit. Um, and so hopefully he can, you know, he hasn't shot the ball well this year, and I think that has been a big difference from this year to last. And you know, he is a good shooter, so hopefully he can get his shot going and find some confidence uh, in all seriousness. Um, I thought uh, Matisse had you know about the best zero point game you could have today. Uh, he was he had Dinwiddie in hell, which was nice. Yeah, he was um, killing him. Yeah, and you know, obviously, I mean, it, it's so strange talking about this team because the only thing that matters is that Joel still looks phenomenal. Everyone else at this point is like, please be good, but this team is not the final version of this team around Joel anyway. Furkan finally made shots, which was great. I still believe in him as like a potential piece in the playoffs. I think like no one else does at this point, but he's like kind of guy. It's like him and Isaiah Joe have not been shot in months. And it's like, if they get hot at the right time, the Sixers are actually really tough to beat, especially if they get someone for Ben. Like they're like the they're the wild cards that can like actually you know provide some shooting without too many other weaknesses and like really be helpful with this team and so like I'm they've been awful but Furkan got it back a bit today and I'm not ready to give up on them as being uh, a potential piece on this team. Yeah, you know as for the other games, 
Atlanta, I don't have much on the Atlanta game. That game sucked. They played Atlanta, who didn't really have – they didn't have Trey Young, and they had a bunch of other guys, including Kevin Herter in protocols. It sucked. They were home. Joel played, and it, it was bad. Uh, Emily, you were there. Again, you couldn't really see it. But uh, I, you can let me know if you have anything much to say about that game. The Boston game was a lot of fun. It's always great to beat Boston. Dan, I know that you get like a real visceral pleasure from beating Boston. Um, yes, sir. Uh, Bill Simmons was at the game uh, sitting courtside and, and told a story on his podcast about Embiid. So Embiid just at the end of that game just decides to not lose that game. Like he just gets the ball over and over down the stretch and just drills jumper after jumper over Enos Cantor over and over and over again. Enos just, freedom, get it right. <laughs> no, no. Just just hitting <laughs> no. shot, hitting shot, hitting free throws, like just putting him in a blender every time. And as Simmons tells it, he just like turns to Ime Udoka, who coached the Sixers team with Horford and Richardson and them for that year. And, and he says something to the effect of, and you, can, you guys can correct me if I get this wrong, but he was just like, I'm a motherfucking beast. Like, think I monster. Mean, monster. 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 Um, which I just love. And it's like, and be, keep that, like, keep your, like, you're the best. And like, please don't forget that. And like, I just love when he just decides to, oh, I'm just like better than everybody on the court. And I'm just going to kick the shit out of everybody else here. Dan, anything on either of those games other than that stuff? I mean, I think that an interesting thing about that is like, you know, Udoka was here for the Horford year, for the Richardson year. Uh, and he was a new hire that year. And that was really, and this is fully speculation for me. That was the year that we point to where it was like the organization really went bad. Like yeah. Reddick gone, um, Butler, gone. Butler gone. Like those yeah. were Joel's guys. They brought in guys who fit Ben really well. And Joel was, was struggling and the team sucked. And like that was, that was the Udoka year. It's like, I wonder if he hates Ime Udoka. Like I wonder, I wonder if Udoka was a Ben guy and, and Joel is like, you know, it could be he's just it's like friendly talk. You know what I mean? Like he just hits some big shots, but it could be he might just really not like him too. Like it's very possible. Um, I don't I don't know, but uh, I think that that side of it is interesting. The Hawks game was awful. I have nothing to say about it. It was just a horrible game. If yeah. Udoka is a Ben guy, I'm happy to give him Ben. I he can have him. Um, That's right. Jason Tatum's over here knocking out Jalen Brown's teeth, so they clearly hate each other. <laughs> happy. Do. To take Jalen Brown off his hands. Happy to do it. I, I'd be happy to do so. Hey, we can solve Offers their problems. on the table. Look at that. Yeah. People helping people. Emily, anything from either of those games? Um, No, I couldn't see anything in the Hawks game. Ryan Howard was there, I discovered, through my cell phone. Um, and it was terrible. I had some vodka sprites, and they were good. Awesome. Yeah. Maybe that was why you couldn't see. You had your beer goggles mm. on. No. I, yeah. <laughs> That's why she forgot her glasses. I got, no, I forgot my glasses before I started drinking. I think you had the vodka spritz at home. You just don't remember. I paid $20 for a double vodka spritz at the game. It was rough. Well, I have a question, though. Did you, you didn't go to the salad bar? No, I was upstairs. I just went to the, 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 the liquor bar never has a line, really. Okay. I just really wanted a vodka spritz. Well, riveting stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Sixers 
uh, as they have a few guys uh, now in protocols. Shake is still in protocols. Uh, so George Niang is back. They went out and signed Tyler Johnson, who I think got a big deal at some point. Somebody gave him a big contract. Uh, he good. He was a heat, heat guy for a while. So he does look fine. Yeah. Like, like he look, he's old uh, and he's little, but he looks like he knows what he's doing out there. He got in the middle of the MB uh, Montrose Harrell thing. So he's, he's about that action. As, uh, as they say, Dan liked that. He's on mute, but he liked it. Um, he's Number one, two, two he's not up. old. He's old, right? No. He's probably younger than you. He's okay. 31. Emily, are you no, angry at me? Emily's Emily offended because she's almost 31. Tyler Johnson's 31. Okay. I'll have you know that I am 29. Thank Number you. one, on basketball reference... It says he was born in 1992. That's the year I was born. Are you sure about that? That's what basketball reference says. Oh, you know what? You're right. I Googled it. And Tyler Johnson, there's a Tyler Johnson in every sport. And this is different Tyler Johnson. This is Bumpy on basketball reference. Bumpy, Tyler Johnson. You're right. You're right. You got May 7th, 1992. That's his nickname. So so he's 29. And 233 days. Dan's taking part of the fake news media, the lamestream left. And he's not paying attention to the real news, like me and Emily. You know who looks old? I had this discussion tonight. Spencer Dinwiddie has an old face. Yeah, he's got an old face. It's all that. He's young though. He's not old. It ages him. It does. That's his facial hair. (laughs) The goatee is like an old look, I think. So anyway, the the Sixers now have Tyler Johnson, and and that's great. Uh, Niang is back. He had some threes tonight. Poor Tyrese Maxey had an awful week. His his house caught fire this week he's okay his family is okay uh everybody who's there is okay the extent of the damage is unclear so then maxi landed in protocols i wonder if this is related like because then he was only in protocols for like a day they put him in protocols and he was questionable um and then he didn't miss a game he they just put it he was questionable for this game and then he played in it so i don't know if that was like he had to go to different places and and was potentially exposed because of it um but an awful thing, especially around the holidays, that uh, that it sounds like he had to deal with. And we, of course, hope that everything is okay being the coop, but we're happy to hear that nobody was hurt, it sounds like. From that, um, I can't imagine there's much else to say uh, with that, other than we hope he's all right and everybody is good from that. The Sixers have a new sponsor. I don't know if you guys have seen this, and, and other shows and and websites have tackled this and we don't necessarily need to add a lot to this but we should mention it um color star technology is the new sponsor and i know at home you're thinking of course color star technology is the new sponsor we love color star it seems fake this company and the guy who's the CEO seems like a um, he was created on The Sims. Um, it's it. People are saying that it's made up and it's not real and that it's a company that does actually nothing. Do you guys have you guys like taken a deep dive into this? I read the um, what's that website called? It's called Defector. I read the deep dive on it. It's pretty damning. Like. <laughs> I don't know if like the Sixers actually, this is not a Daryl Morey thing. Like, like this wouldn't necessarily be his department. Um, he but, probably loves this shit though. Come on. 
but what is he, this shit? Like he loves, I, but he loves this these like fake companies that are like untraceable. Like he's probably into some weird stuff because like he loves this stuff. He loves like the the pictures that are that you pay you know eight eight hundred thousand dollars for your your age. But is you this know? that? This seems even more nebulous than that. But I, I guarantee I guarantee you it was not his decision, but he is thrilled about it. I bet you he's thrilled with this. Whatever this thing is, it's like you go to a meeting in even... VR, probably, you know, and you have to like you have no idea you can't take notes because you can't see your pencil and your paper and you just have your VR headset on. I feel like that's what this is. And Daryl thinks that this is the future when you could just like zoom. But no, it's better. I'm telling you, I have a hard time even making fun of this thing because I don't even know where to begin to to I think you have to start with the name of the CEO or whatever. So, Sir something Capitan? Sir Lucas like Capetian or whatever. Great. Great. I and he's like, he's like possibly not real. He's possibly not. Nobody can find him. The, the people for this website. They, <laughs> they have like 55 followers on Twitter. <laughs> right. Color star. Right. We're killing them in followers. Color star <laughs> technology has a spokesman. And this spokesman was like, I've never fucking met the guy and I've tried to meet him and he's nowhere to be found. So like, I don't know. Definitely money laundering. Who's the guy that put the red X on, on uh, Shamit? Oh, uh, uh, golf science. Are we sure it's not him? Yeah. It could be that sure. guy. It could, could be, be that guy. guy. <laughs> Emily, what do you think is going on? I don't know. I'm when I'm looking at its stock price right now. It was like fifty cents, and it, apparently. Yeah, and it got in trouble because it you're supposed to at least trade for a dollar, and it was not doing that. And then there was someone <laughs> named Basil Wilson, which seems like a fake name. Okay, but, that sounds that sounds like they were on the phone, and they were like, uh, the guy was in his kitchen, and they were like, okay, we need the name of a founder and he was like looking around a spice rack and uh he was like uh, uh basil basil and he was gonna say like oregano like what do we do with this what are we it does to appear to be a bit more of a, a chinese company from its website not that they that said, tells us anything they said but on the i'm just saying that the, that the u.s version of the website is awful like it's inoperable like there's, there's no way to navigate i'm on a website that's well, then it makes sense they would have a u.s sponsor right. they seem to be trying to get into bed with shaquille o'neal that's what it seems like that sounds hard you need a big bed a circle circular uh superman bed if i, I remember mean, shaquille o'neal what's the tweet yeah What's the, who's the one who tweeted like Shaq would do an ad for genocide if they paid him enough? Because <laughs> he's like, he'll just, he has like, yeah. he's, right. has like a hundred different sponsors. Well, anyway, w- welcome to Color Star Technology. We would certainly have Sir Lucas Capetian on here if he wants to tell us what the fuck is. Or Mr. Is. Basil Wilson. Him too. If anyone ever finds either, we would love to have him on. Absolutely. Would love to. Uh, so, welcome to this money laundering sponsor. Uh, <laughs> we certainly wish you the best of luck um a uh a, a doc rivers quote you know the sixers have a bunch of guys in protocols and and doc said that he got a couple calls from players trying to get back into the league because of the uh replacement player rule where teams can add more players and he joked that he told one of them uh who he wouldn't name 
uh, do you mean a round of golf? I like that. That like these guys who are trying to get back in the league are like, uh, hey doc, can I can I come in for a workout? And, and doc's like, beat it, you fucking nobody. Like doc's just being mean to these guys who want to play basketball. And he's like, you ever go play golf? Hit the bricks. <laughs> doc's just being mean for no reason. Um, LeBron James, did you guys see his awful? Instagram post hey. that is still up there equating COVID to the flu and to having a cold. Like, I'm surprised that it's still up there. I'm surprised that I haven't seen him quoted about it. Like, it feels like a really gigantic and damaging, dangerous thing. And I don't know if there's been any fallout from it, but like, that seems horrible to me. And I don't know if I'm taking it more seriously than maybe I should take like an Instagram post, but he seems influential enough that somebody should probably get in his ear and be like, Hey man, like, can you actually not do that? Because you're like big enough to mold public discourse on this issue. Like Emily, what, what do you think about that? Like, because I feel like that's probably, especially right now when it's pretty easy to sway the way people think about something like this. Like, what do you think of that? Yeah, I'm really surprised it's still up. I mean, granted, as soon as it was up, everyone screenshotted it. So it's not like you could get away from it to right. begin with. But yeah, he's definitely an influential person. So, but at the same time, like I, he's influential, but I don't know if he's, I, I think it's not a good look. I would have taken it. I would not have posted it in the first place, but like, I think someone should tell him to take him down. But I also don't know if like LeBron posting that will like wave someone's opinions on COVID. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I just because it wouldn't work on me or anyone that I know. But like teenagers I don't know. is what I'm thinking about. Like certainly not for many adults. But like teen- but- I feel like teenagers don't really have a say in it. Like they're completely their actions regarding COVID anyways. Like if they're at school, they have to wear masks if they're you know, they, they're just fought, like when they go places, they have to follow the rules of the place or get thrown out. So I don't really know what they're doing differently anyways, but I don't know any teenagers, nor do I want to. So, yeah. Yeah. Dan, what do you think of this? I think it's awful. Like, yeah. I mean, he has 106 million followers on Instagram and like they might I know that no one's following him for his input on public health. But like, we're in a pandemic and like, it's important to not be spreading misinformation to 106 million people when it's already a thing we're battling right now. And so, you know, people who respect him and think he's very smart and respect his opinion on other things are now having, you know, things they believe that are not true more deeply ingrained. COVID is not like the flu. And by the way, the flu is not like the cold. The flu is a lot worse than a cold is. And COVID is a lot worse than a flu is. And LeBron James has no idea what he's talking about at all, which is like, of course he doesn't. But like, if you don't know what you're talking about, you have the option of saying nothing or of, you know, boosting the input of people who do know what they're talking about. Now, LeBron James could never know what he's talking about because this is not his job and he's an expert at basketball. And there are people who are experts at COVID and none of them are, are saying that COVID is the flu, is the cold. Um, no, no person in medicine would ever even equate the flu to the cold. And so like, it's nonsense. It's not helpful. And 
it's I think I think it's stupid. I think it's dangerous. I think he should be embarrassed by himself. Um, I I think we've talked about him before. I I think he does a lot of dumb stuff. I'm really I've become not so much a fan of LeBron over the last few years, but yeah. Um, the other thing is that it when these people have these stupid opinions and spread them so uh, willfully, they also piss away the opportunity that they have, which is the access to all of the most informed people in the world on all of these topics. And they talk about doing their own research. Well, it's like, if you wanted to, you could go ahead and ask anybody in the universe, all of the most, the foremost authorities on all of these issues, any question that you want, because you're LeBron James. And like, if you wanted to have a conversation with him, name, name whoever you want about any of this stuff and get an informed opinion, you could, uh, but you're not going to. Uh, and instead you're gonna tweet this meme and then it's game day and, and then it's over. Uh, so yeah, I agree, I think it sucks. After the break, we're gonna talk about Ben Simmons because it's episode 100. And then we're going to ask each other questions and we're gonna talk about all of the episodes one by one that we've done. And then we're gonna say goodbye. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right. This week in Ben Simmons, uh, Doc Rivers was <laughs> asked that one of the games uh, about Ben Simmons' absence, he says, we don't know uh, what we are yet. Ben hasn't played in a game. Okay. Uh, you can see the glaring holes that he leaves us and you know, he may or may not play. If he does great. If he doesn't, then whoever we get can help us. Doc said he has talked to Ben Simmons recently, but he has stayed out of conversations regarding his timeline. Who's in those conversations <laughs> regarding his timeline? <laughs> Also, like, why the hell else would he even care to talk to Ben? Like, they're not friends. He's his coach. They're not, like, buddies that, like, like... Maybe I they're mean, golf thing. You don't like, know. It's true. Ben and like, Jamal Crawford. I also understand Ben has talked about, like, you know, he is, like, seeing someone to talk about his mental health. And, like, that's one thing. But even from the perspective of Doc, like, Doc, like asking how are you doing like again he's not ben's friend and he's not someone ben besides being his coach wants to ben doesn't seem to like doc like i don't think he wants to share personal information with him and so it's like you could not be talking about anything else that should even matter okay so yesterday on christmas day fletch sports group tweeted retweet to vote for nba all-star now this this just started it's like hashtag NBA All-Star, and then you write a player's name, and then however many retweets that gets, um, is it counts as an All-Star vote. Um, and then this I fan vote. I think you should be an All-Star. <laughs> okay. And they tweeted, this is the Clutch Sports Group. They did this for every player on their roster, on their whatever. And they tweeted Ben Simmons, his at. <clears throat> 
So that's a very funny tweet, obviously. Ben hasn't played in a game. Um, he has opted not to play for the Sixers because he hates them. I retweeted it. I thought it was very funny. Uh, like, uh, obviously, people in our corner of the internet have been tweeting, like, NBA vote, whatever. Ben Simmons, stop the count. Ben Simmons, like, all of that kind of stuff. Um, as I've continued to think about it, I have grown slightly suspicious of it. And I need you guys to tell me if I am thinking too hard about it. So it's a little weird to me that his agency, which has put out into the world that for the last few months, it's not just that Ben isn't playing because he doesn't want to play in Philadelphia, but Ben isn't playing because he's not mentally ready to play. So for them to tweet out like a pithy joke, you know, like, put Ben in the all-star game like lol he's not playing like that seems either a like callous about his current mental health situation or b sort of shambolic about what is actually going on like right like it feels a little like you can't have it both ways right like either they're being shitty to him by making that joke on the internet at his expense or what's going on, right? Like, or am I thinking about it too hard? Or, or is it like both can be happening at once where he's dealing with something and they can make a silly joke and it's not that big a deal, which is fully possible. Emily, what do you think? I think it was like an intern problem. Like, I think they were like, intern, you need to tweet this out for everyone on our roster. And the intern's tweeting, tweeting, gets to Ben Simmons and is like, fuck, what do I do here? And then they were like, what, oh, what about? And they were like, I said, put everyone on the tweet. And the intern was like, okay, I guess I'm going to fucking tweet it. And then they tweeted it. I don't really think it's like a joke. I just think. Oh, it's been it's out like for a, so long though. And it's got like 25,000 retweets. They could have deleted that though. But is that worse? like I don't hmm. I don't know I don't really I don't think know. they were doing it to be like a mean funny haha joke but I don't really know what the point was I think they should have just like not but like that what would have happened if we were like oh Fletch tweeted this about every one of the people on the roster except Ben Simmons hmm. do they do they do it did they do it about shitty players on the roster I don't know I didn't, I don't really, I don't follow clutch sports on Twitter. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Okay. Yeah. They, they tweeted like NBA also for Tristan Thompson. So maybe this is an auto-generated thing that is, has zero thought into it. Maybe, maybe that's what it is. Dan, what do you think? Uh, there was definitely zero thought into this. Uh, however, <laughs> I'm not going to comment on any of this because uh, I'm not going to. Uh, not on the podcast. <laughs> That's fair. Okay. All right. Elton That's Johnson fair. doesn't have Twitter. That's weird. Elton John. Kelvin Johnson. Kelvin Johnson. I'm looking at all of the people on their on their thing. Or Elton John. I don't think either. Yes, they have a lot of basketball players. Elton John's Elton official. Elton John is Elton official. Oh, you're right. Yeah, because if you ever have to talk to Elton Brand, you just tweet at Elton John, and he tells him. It's like they uh, also uh, they also tweeted him in alphabetical order. All right, 
All right. I think we've, I think we've cracked it. I think there was zero thought. I think we realized though, too, that you did think about this too much and I can confirm that you should not think about it this much. Yeah. I, I, I was like, why are they like bullying their own client? This seems weird. All right. Well, moving on. Uh, Woj had a report early this morning uh, that Ben Simmons' trade talks are resurfacing. It's like he's just going to put out different ways to say this without anything actually happening. Uh, Cavaliers are a team to watch in a potential trade for Ben Simmons and that with guys coming back from COVID protocols, uh, this is what's going on. Uh, In addition to that, the Bradley Beal uh, is unvaccinated. He does not want to get vaccinated. And players in Washington are going to be mandated to get the vaccine. So, so there is a thought that uh, Washington might have to trade him or he might be unable to play anymore in Washington pretty soon. Any thoughts on that, Dan, um, in general? I mean, I'd be surprised if, uh, if Beal didn't get the vaccine, if it became mandated. Like he just strikes me more as like someone who's like dumb and has like dumb reasons for not wanting to get it than like someone who has like a greater point to prove. Like uh, I think I think talking with Paul, he put it as like it's more like a Wiggins situation than a Irving situation is is how he put it, which I agree with. Like you know, like he doesn't want it, but he'll get it if they make him to play. Uh, he's not. I'd, I'd be shocked if he sat out like Irving did. Um, but I mean, who knows, but like, uh, I, I don't, I don't think that he's going to, I don't think he's going to miss home games for this in terms of the Woj reports though. Like I'm not believing any of this. Like usually it's like believe Woj, but like he just has nothing of substance to say that I'm almost at the point. Like, are they just telling him to put something out for like interest? Like Daryl telling him to, is ESPN telling him to do it? Like there's just nothing there. Like usually when he has a report, there's like something like, that we didn't know there's like something substantial and like even now it's like oh like you know like there would be talks if it wasn't for you know all of these guys and protocols so the gms are busy getting 10 days and it's like well this is not like so there's still nothing happening great like that's what that's what has been happening for the last few months like nothing has changed yeah, and uh, honestly, we've heard from other places that Cleveland's like a team to watch before. Uh, you know, I mean, they're not going to trade Darius Garland, who's great. Like, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. Feels pretty endless. Emily, anything on Beal anti-vax or or the Cavs? Um, no, not really. Although I wouldn't be surprised if Philadelphia mandates it for their players soon. Like now. Starting in January, you have to have a vaccine to go to the game. So I would be surprised mm. if it doesn't come to Philadelphia soon. So if he's holding out for that, then this probably won't be a good place to play either. Which I'm is- excited to see who, because we know it's Ben and end of bench guy who are not vaccinated, according to Keith. Who is the end of bench guy? Yeah. Who is it? I want to know. But it doesn't, it's right, yeah, like, it's weird that they're mandating it for fans, but not players. Like, if everyone in the stands has to be vaccinated, shouldn't everyone on the court? I think that's a little, like, hypocritical. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with everyone needing it. That's not my issue. I just think it's very weird to not, like, have it be the players as well. Like, they're still in the the building. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. Everybody should just need it. Make everyone need it. Yeah. Um, 
Birds, another W. Go Birds. They won by a lot. Um, Dan, Emily, Eagles Fever, how do we feel? Are we going to make the playoffs? Emily, yes or no? Yes. Daniel. It's looking like yes. Looking like yes. Why not? Let's do it. Here we are. This is episode 100. We're better than ever. This is clearly the best one. We're here at the top of the mountaintop. Before we get on to our three-question roundtable, I'd like to know if anything sticks out to either of you. Um, favorite memories since we started doing this podcast. We started doing this podcast on August 3rd, 2020. Uh, pandemic had just started. Obviously, now it's completely over. But um, do you guys have any favorite memories from us doing this podcast together? Dan, you're chomping at the bit. What do you have? Uh, favorite memories from us doing this podcast? I mean, I always enjoyed the most likely game. I think we need to get back to that at some point. Oh, loved uh, it. I think when we have, uh, if it works out with a certain guest that we'd like to have on uh, in the near future, hopefully if that, uh, that would be a fun person to play most likely game with. Um, if you know who I mean, if you don't, I'll just text it to you later. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, yeah, that was always fun. I, uh, I think that the best Sixers talk has always been when they're not playing, to be mm -hmm. honest. It's like, you know, everyone has seen the games. I don't have that much to add. Like, if you're listening to our podcast, you probably watched the games. And so it's like, let's just, like, talk about our nonsense. And more nonsense happens when they're not playing. And we love the nonsense. Like, I think that's our specialty. It's nonsense it's, all the time. Of course. And so, you know, I, I, I love the off-season pods. I thought, well, you know, when we started, it was, you know, uh, like pre-bubble. Like post, like post stoppage pre bubble, um, during I think we started we started during, like summer of of twenty twenty, um, yeah. And so, you know, those were those were a great time. Um, but uh, every time they play, they stress me out. I, I actually, you know, I I thought they've had some enjoyable times. I think it's just my favorite pods are always when we talk about whatever. So, but it's yeah. not the Sixers fault. It's just how we are. Yeah. And it's just, you know, and it's kind of their feel, fault. They win, you feel good. They lose, you feel bad. It's that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Emily, uh, any favorite moments uh, of us doing the podcast? Um, yeah, I, I agree with Dan that our times we don't talk about basketball are our best times. Um, but I think we've had some really fun guests on. Um, I think we get really kind of like out, not out of the box, but like a little on the fringes guests, which I think are really fun, um, as well as like not on the fringes guests like Keith or Kate or Ala. Um, I really enjoyed talking to Keith about my all-time favorite game, the wet floor game. So I, it's a special place in my heart to get some insight into that. He, you know, broke broke the news with the floor is wet and he really provided some real insight into that game for me um some of my other favorite guests that were really great obviously like molly and kate were great i always like having smart sports women on the podcast and i think we do that a lot so yeah it's been really fun yeah you know uh people probably 
might not know this, but we didn't necessarily know each other uh, before we started doing this. We had talked a few times in Slack, maybe. I've met Emily. <laughs> You'd met Emily in person where? Yeah, me and Dana randomly met at like a Chickies and Pete's once or twice. And also at a lottery party once. Oh, oh yeah, at a lottery party. I was there yeah. by myself. It was awkward. I'm not friendly, so it's weird. <laughs> yeah, I uh, thought you were, I had a night. We talked for a while. I had a nice time chatting. <laughs> I had a nice time. I just don't think I'm a people person. <laughs> well, because we didn't, at least I didn't know either of you necessarily. Dan and I maybe had, had slacked a little bit about some Liberty Baller stuff. And the, and the three of us talked. Uh, we did like a, a sort of fundraiser kind of thing during Black Lives Matter stuff for Liberty Ballers. We like uh, contributed on a piece together. And, um but we didn't know how it was going to go. Like we, we, we were talking about sort of bullshit that we were going to do. And I remember the first episode we did just was fun. It was pretty easy. Um, the three of us doing it. And it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. It's a shame. This is the last one, but, uh, we've had a good time. Um, I think the well, idea they don't, was they like, don't let you do more than a hundred. No, yeah. they don't. It's they cut crazy. it off. Yeah. The idea was like, we want to talk about basketball without talking about basketball. Mm -hmm. And I think we've clearly, me and Dan have clearly said that's the best part of this podcast yeah so yeah yeah what well, so they had come to kevin love and and john gennaro who was at uh sb nation at the time came to me and asked me about like developing a slate and and they wanted like one for x's and o's and then whatever else that i wanted to do and i, and I wanted to do one where we sort of talked about bullshit with the sixers and like all the other shit and i wanted people who I liked and who would be fun to just talk about the stuff that is not necessarily pick and roll sets and like all of that kind of stuff and I think that if anything we've achieved that um we certainly don't talk about pick and roll sets no. we definitely haven't achieved talking about pick and roll sets exactly. I would like to keep it that way thank you <laughs> all right I don't think we're capable I'm not <laughs> that's when you're always like who is the defensive matchup I'm like I don't those two guys are the same height. We'll go with them. Stand there. They're both old. Um, it's fine. All right. Round table. I'll start it off. I didn't come up with any questions. Just that Perfect. This These are all off the dome. It's going to be good. All right. Uh, I'll give this first to Dan and then to Emily. You'll go after Dan. Dan, tell me about your favorite. The year is closing in about five or six days. Tell me about your favorite day of 2021. Hmm. Okay. I think it might be the night Pitt won the ACC championship. It was a very nice night. I went to, there's a Pitt bar in Philly. And so it was nothing but the Pitt game on the whole bar, nothing but Pitt people in the whole bar. Uh, and Pitt never wins at football, at least not since I've been a Pitt fan for five years. Uh, which really isn't that long. They've won like the 70s, but I wasn't alive or even close. And so it was super exciting. And uh, I got to see friends from undergrad who I hadn't seen since I graduated. Uh, and then I saw Zainab for her birthday after that. Uh, it was a very nice night. Uh, so that was probably my favorite day of 2020. I love it. Emily? Um, mine isn't like, in well, it's mine's cliche but it was april 9th which was my wedding day um it was my favorite because i got married to jordy and it was fun 
That was better than the ACC championship. Oh, <laughs> wow. For me. Wow. Just eked it out. Okay. That's good. All right. Whoever wants to go next. I'll go because mine kind of goes off of yours. So I want to know, we'll go Steve and then Dan, what are you most looking forward to in 2022? You know, everything seems so tentative all the time with, um, all of this COVID, the pandemic, but I will say, um, um, you know, I'm in development on a thing that I'm trying to make right now. And it's hard to, uh, in this, in the business that I'm in or clawing my way into and trying to stay in all the time. Uh, I try to never count on anything until I'm actually doing it. Uh, and even then I don't count on it, you know, like I'm always the sort of cliche is that you're always sort of waiting for somebody to knock on your trailer door and say like, it's over now. We got the real guy and uh, go, okay, all right, goodbye. Um, but there's, I feel like, whoa, I'm going to say like, there's momentum gathering towards <laughs> something. Um, but it feels better than it has in a while for around this one thing. And, and I feel confident about it. And hopefully it goes. So it's like feeling um, good about that and feeling, feeling uh, optimistic about that and um, hoping that that goes, but, but hoping to just sort of continue to carve out my own space, you know, and that sort of thing. So uh, along with all of the other sort of uh, personal life stuff, which is, which is all good and going well, but yeah, career-wise, that would be it. I'm most looking forward to Ben Simmons getting traded. Oh, that would be. <laughs> Do we think this is the year? <laughs> if it's not this year, maybe next year. Help us if it's not. <laughs> All right. Good answer. That I'll ask good. a question. Uh, Emily and then Stephen. This one is just not similar to the others. <laughs> Because, the, well, I promise this one is basketball related, but it's my only basketball one. Who is the best player in the NBA right now? Steph Curry. I'm not elaborating. I'm just, that's my answer. Okay. Um, I would say Kevin Durant. Interesting. I would, I would say Giannis. You would say Giannis. Now, he was really good on Christmas what is that um irrespective of playoffs regular season whatever just you know i think it's important to be good in all of those i think all i think i think the playoffs not playoffs thing is not that important for most players i would say like like if you're good enough to even be in the conversation like yeah. like Giannis, kevin durant Seth, like steph curry like does it even matter playoffs non-playoffs yeah. for the, like like for the best players it's like they're great in all of them those are definitely, I think, one, two, three by decimals. Yeah. Yeah. And then we just said Ben, so I think it's that's one, two, three, four. All right. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, okay. I will go to Emily. Okay. What is your favorite part of doing the podcast? Um, my favorite part of doing the podcast is I feel like I'm in school and you're like, okay, restate the question and then... <laughs> It gives you time to think of an answer. And it gives you more like words and space if you have to like mm -hmm. fill two pages. Just like Word count. It. Yeah. Yeah. 
Dan, what are we What's looking at here? Dan doing? <laughs> <laughs> it's a Jeffrey Tubin moment. Oh my God, <laughs> don't say that. Don't say that. Oh my god. Um, god. I'm at my parents' house. I heard my mom putting silverware away. I asked her to shut the basement door because I could hear it on the and I didn't want it to come through. Dan's the camera just showed his so I lowered the computer yeah. so you guys didn't see me yelling up. <laughs> oh my god. JK. Anyway. Oh, Luna's yeah. here. Hi, Luna. What was the question? Favorite part of the podcast? Yeah. Not what you just said. Um, um I my favorite part of the podcast is when times similar to this when things just like kind of go off the rails and there's nothing we can do to get them back um I think it's very funny and I always enjoy it and I always leave those times being like that was a great show I don't know if anyone else enjoys it but I have a lot of fun with you guys when that happens I have a lot of fun with you always but that's what I would say I like well I just like that like we get to talk about the Sixers, especially when we get to talk about the Sixers without really talking about the Sixers. Like when it's like, uh, like how we feel about certain random things or like, uh, you know, you know, rumors that came up in the middle of the week. I like, I'm always, I always can't wait until we get to the episode because it's like, I end up texting you guys midweek anyway. Cause like, I want to, I just like talking about the Sixers with you guys. And, and like, if I had nothing else to do, all day and we could just talk about nonsense i would do it every day i would like i think it's a great time so uh i'd say that's my favorite part i like talking sixers with you guys and um i always you know there's a lot of weeks especially when i'm like less busy with school and stuff where i'm like you know i wish even if we we're potting twice a week we could have done a pod the day before and then i'm like i wish we were doing one tonight like i already have more of them to talk about so yes i agree i um to answer my own question I would say it is not the money or the women. Uh, it is the uh, becoming friends with you guys who I love and I get to see every week. It's the best part of it by a mile. So yeah, that would be my answer. All right, who's next? Me. Um, this is a tangentially basketball related question. So the year is 2022 and we're going to a Sixers game gastro at Sixers round two and money is no object. What are you wearing to gastro at Sixers round two? Like is, is Steve getting the fanciest jersey that he can? Like what, what is the jersey choice or the outfit choice? What Mm. are we going with? Uh, You know, I would probably... I don't know exactly what I would wear, but I would get something from Mitchell and Ness. Uh, something, something probably old, uh, like, you know, like from, an, from a player who's no longer with the team. Uh, oh, I don't know. Like, I feel like it's weird because like, you know, for like to look, to like how you like, to like what you're wearing to a basketball game. Like, it's not about, like, what is, you know, the fanciest or most expensive. You know what I mean? Like, I would love, I don't know whose jersey I would wear. But I, whatever they have, like, I would want, like, an old, maybe, like, an old, like, Wilt jersey. I don't even know. But, like, it's not like I'm, I want to show up in, like, a fancy tuxedo or anything. Like, and so it's, like, I already feel like, 
like to some degree, like I'm not going to go to the store and buy like a $500 Sixers jersey or anything, which like you could find. But like, you know, I have like my Allen Iverson jersey from Mitchell Ness and that was, you know, like for the most part, I feel like money's not an object. Like I like a lot of the Sixers stuff I have. So I'd probably, maybe I would get one of the ones that are closer to like 300, 500 if money's not an object. But I don't even know who I would wear. I just, whichever one looked cool and who, probably a player who is like, Maybe not Will. Maybe someone more niche if that's available. Someone just more random. I love a good, like, random jersey. Yeah, I would get a new hat, like this kind. Baseball hat? So it's not fitted, but it would be a Sixers kind with a, a rim that goes down like this. Um. Uh, gonna have to clip this so everyone knows what you're talking about (laughs) a willie green um jersey that's nice because the money's no object (laughs) gucci um and uh designer jeans um and snakeskin shoes snakeskin shoes yeah all right dan you're up oh we're doing shoes I'd probably get a pair of Louboutin sneakers to wear. There well. we go. <laughs> All right. Uh, my next question. Whoever wants to go first. What is something you are afraid of? I'll go. And don't, don't tell me something weird and deep here. Like oh. you have to, don't get weird with me. You have to say like the dark or something. All right. Because I don't want to know anything that personal that you're like afraid of something like something horrible happened that's come on loneliness or something like that okay okay i was i was about to answer very seriously okay (laughs) emily maybe you go let me think of something okay (laughs) um what am i afraid of not i don't know if i'd say i guess i'm afraid of of mice i'm not like afraid of them like i don't think they're gonna like get me but like when i see when i scream so I, and i like don't like them at all i live in a row house so they're in my house sometimes and i don't like it at all and i make jordy handle it i don't like an unfinished roof and i don't like to be near the edgy so it makes me feel like i the edgy of what the edge of it why did I you like- say edgy makes me a little scaredy cat so <laughs> when when i get near it i want to be a bit demure and it makes me want to crawl a bit so i don't trip so if 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 there's an unfinished roof it makes me want to slink a bit and crawl so i don't have anything bad happen where when are you on unfinished roofs is this like a queen's thing in college there what is an unfinished what do you mean by unfinished so in other words a roof that doesn't have any sort of railing structure so it's just a roof and then guess what toots you're off so okay so not like a house that's being built that like the roof has holes in it that's what i was thinking no like just a roof and then goodbye there's no more house so it makes me wanna sort of if you're listening, I'm just sort of blinking <laughs> below myself. Okay, well, much much less specifically, I am also afraid of heights. Sort of similar. 
but do you what about roller coasters um so i'll go on them but i'm like the guy i scream on the way up like some people most yeah, of the way scary. the way down the scary. This way up is way scarier way up yeah scary. i'm like yeah. i'm a big baby all right we should go to hershey so, park down i'll go to hershey park i'm down all right we're into the round three all right here we go this is my final question of our final episode if you had to choose um this one is going to emily first if you had to choose two non-liberty ballers gastro blues guests so these are two guests that have been on our podcast before but they are not people that work for the site so you can't these can't be people that work for the site that were like on the trade deadline show or um olinger or any uh, any of those people um to replace me and dan or the other two of us going forward who would you choose okay i would pick i would pick kate because we would need to host and i think she would do a good job kate scott and then yes and then i would pick Paul Reed because he's a wild card and everyone mm. says he's hilarious and just like little off the cuff and like like wild cards and I think that would make for make for fun podcasting so I'll go with those two. two two great choices now Dan it's the same question to you Emily and I are removed you have to choose two guests they cannot be Liberty Ballers and they also cannot be Kate Scott or Paul Reed as those questions have now been as those answers have now been burned I was thinking Paul Reed for one. All right. Well, for one, I would I would pick Peter the Law Boy, who we had on Whoa. a year and a half ago. Wow. Here's why. Let me Deep say why. Cut. Deep here's, cut. Here's why. Because I think he could be, I think he could fill Steve's role. Because he's very funny, like Steve. So he could all he could tell the jokes like Steve. And he he has his own podcast and he does kind of the intro host like media like in the middle talk on that and so i think you know we have a funny guy who's going to do the talking that's kind of what because like if 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 you guys are gone i don't want to i don't want to be the guy who does all the talking (laughs) uh and then okay and then for our next one i would say i would go all right i'll go with another random one because i like the random ones for the other one to replace Emily, I'm gonna go with Brad Rutter from Jeopardy, <laughs> because he knows a lot of random stuff, and you know he would definitely know a sheep was a lamb, just like Emily did. And so uh, it's like that guy knows a sheep is a lamb. There's no he had sure. to know, you know, he, he just knows, knows stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I feel like that's kind of gonna cover our bases there. We have someone knows a sheep's a lamb, wow. and we have the funny guy who does the hosting. That's perfect. Great answers. Very good. <laughs> that's where. Right. We've had so many good guests. The listeners at home being like, why do we have to listen to this one now? (laughs) These two other ones sound (laughs) way better. That's great. All right. Uh, Who's up? Me? Yeah, I think I think. Okay. So I might have asked this last time, but I think it's a fun question. Who, and this, you have to pick like a somewhat off the wall one like who is your dream guest to have like you can't say Joel Embiid like that is you can't say that like if I would be asked this question my answer would be Matisse Thibel's dad so I'm looking at like that level of like 
outside the boxness? Like who is your dream outside the box guest? Let's see. The silence is great, great, great radio. Oh, I would like to have all of the living presidents on and we just criticize <laughs> each of them and make them fight with each other. That's outside the box. Can't beat that. Can't beat that. Okay. I would like to have Arthur Embiid. Mm. I would like to have Joel's son. Present day, he doesn't have to talk a lot, and we won't publish his face, which I know is not public knowledge. And I don't know if he's speaking yet, and he doesn't have to say a word, but I'd like to ask him. We can play with blocks, he can play with whatever he wants. <laughs> and I'd just like to know what Joel's like as a father. And I think that would be great. My other thought was Maya Jamma, and we could really get into what the fuck Ben is like around the house. Or we should get like, uh, we should see if like Tanache wants to come on and like really spill the tea. That's that would good be good. One. That's a good one. Or it looks like Christmas. Arthur had a really nice Christmas, by the way. What a setup they have, huh? They had a yeah. great setup. Great setup. Um, Dan, this is it. Final question. Okay, over to me. My last question. And actually, I, I, this is kind of related to what we talked about before the pod start started, but I wrote it beforehand. Uh, will either of you commit right now to naming one of your future children after me? Oh, this is no. a yes or no. Yes or no. Oh. Emily's a no. I'm holding out hope for you, Steve. Yeah, sure. Great. So we should go ahead and do our predictions. And uh, Emily, update us on our standings, please. And then sure. uh, only a two-game week, but go ahead and update us on the standings, please. Yeah, so me and Dan both went one and two. We called the Boston game, and then we mixed up the wins and losses for Atlanta and Washington. Steve went two and one, so he's just gaining more space on us um because he said it was going to be a three and a week so steve is in the lead at 19 and 14 then me at 17 and 16 and then dan at 15 and 18 all right well this week the sixers have only two games they play at toronto and at brooklyn uh it is oh, not going to be such a nice week um I know, only two games, uh, yeah. Tuesday and Thursday at Toronto, at Brooklyn. A great week to trade Ben Simmons. Um, that's it, at Toronto, at Brooklyn. Um, I, I will, on our 100th episode, I will go ahead and, uh, have we ever done a thing where we, I guess it's hard to resume, where we predict at the same exact time? Where, where we go, one, two, three, win yeah that'll sound three. really really good on the <laughs> podcast We're talking over each other as we make our predictions we can try it i'm always down <laughs> it could be bad all right um i will predict it man toronto is always tough but i think they have a lot of guys in protocols or they don't i can't keep track um both on the road durant <laughs> i think we <laughs> <laughs> this is this is your one-stop shop for everything you need to know they may um, or may not have guys in protocol <laughs> um uh durant is back or should be back uh harden is back 
I think it's an zero and two week. Um, yeah. Um, oh, and two, yeah. two losses. Is that what you're saying? That's what I'm saying. Dan, oh, what are you God. saying? It's going to be one and one week. Uh, we're going to beat Toronto because they're not good. And then we are going to lose to Brooklyn because they are a lot better than us. Emily. All right. I'm going two and a week. Knew it. First, because Tuesday is my birthday. And. The Sixers can't lose on my birthday. That would be very rude. Um, so they're going to win on Tuesday. And then they're going to beat Brooklyn because Joel Embiid's going to have like 65 points. That's Do you have a plan for Tuesday? No, I really want to go to this place in Philly where you used to be able to have all-you-can-eat meat. But I don't know if they do it anymore. Brazilian um, so, steakhouse? No. It's like a Japanese where like place where you like cook it on the table. Oh, cool. And they had a thing where you're like two hour clock and you could just like order all the meats you wanted, cook them up, eat them. But I don't know if they still do it. And I'm uninterested if they don't do that. So after that, I have no plans. I'm working. Nothing special. No one likes you when you're 31. So we like you and happy birthday. That's so cool. Thanks. Um, and I hope you get to go to that thing. <laughs> um, listen, that's it. This was episode 100. Um, a few thank yous before we get out of here. Uh, we want to thank Kevin F. Love, uh, who is the person who uh, uh, originated this, this revamped Liberty Ballers feed uh, with me back in the day. Uh, Paul Hudrick, who is the leader of Liberty Ballers these days. Jazz Kang, who uh, runs uh, the shit now. Uh, everybody at, at Liberty Ballers these days on the feed uh, with us, who's been very supportive of us. Uh, Drew, our guy, uh, makes the podcast better, supports us. Uh, he's great. Give him a follow. We love Drew. Uh, Joel Embiid supports us in everything we do, and we support him. Clutch Sports, keeping the content rolling uh, all the way Adele's through. Dell's boyfriend. Uh, Dell's boyfriend, big time. Uh, Sheep, and we want to thank Sheep and Lambs, whichever they may be, whether they are one or the other. Um, we want to thank uh, everybody who listens, uh, which is very cool that people listen every week. Um, and, uh, it's just very nice of you to listen and, uh, and <laughs> to, to, to not complain about the audio to everybody <laughs> that doesn't, um, to not uh, block me on Twitter. Don't block Emily on Twitter. Um, but we do, we love you if you listen and, uh, and if you like this, we, we really appreciate it. And, uh, we try to do cool shit and get cool guests and, uh, 100 episodes we've had a lot of fun and we love you do you guys have anything else to say to anyone uh here on our 100th episode also thanks to you know everyone who's been on the pod as a guest yes it's very we always appreciate having you know we think cool people on and and you know taking the time to share stuff with like us but also everyone who listens so uh thank you to all of them that's all I've got. I agree with both of you. I always do. You're so smart. Wow. Thanks, Emily. Listen, we love you. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy, Happy New, New year. year. Happy New Year. Yeah, we won't talk to you until uh, until the new year. Uh, be safe out there. Wear a mask. Get your vaccine. Be good to each other. Be safe. Don't drink and drive. Be safe and be great. <laughs>
more to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.